to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back here on the block on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. I'm Jake Pockovin. He is Eric Strickland, and we are blessed to be joined every Wednesday at this time by Evan Bland of the Omaha World. Harold, Evan, how are you doing today? Hey, guys. You know, other than having my Twitter account hacked, I'm doing pretty well today. How are you all? I was going to ask you about that. There seems to be a, a lot of non-sports stuff going on with your Twitter, and you don't even have a picture. What's, what's going on there? Well, I guess I'm following in the shoes of my colleague Sam McEwen, who last fall had his account hacked by a German soccer, uh, I don't know, party or somebody interested <laughs> in that. And, and I fell victim yesterday to somebody who is promoting crypto and NFTs. Oh, so, cool. um, you know, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's a weird feeling. It's sort of violating. It's sort of in- inconvenient. And it's kind of funny too, just to see some of the weird stuff that they're doing. So trying to work through Twitter to, you know, get that back. Uh, but as of today, it's just, uh, you know, kind of a different thing than maybe people are uh, <laughs> used to seeing out of that particular account. I guess that's uh, that's what happens when you have so many followers. For some reason, nobody's trying to hack my Twitter account. <laughs> well, you know, I'll trade you. I'll trade you spots for sure. It's uh, it's a weird one. Yeah, that that is a weird situation to be in. Um, but uh, I I was wondering too because I was looking at my phone. I was like, man, my phone's really off today. I don't know what's going on with it. But oh well, I, I guess it was a, it's a, a hack going on there. So hopefully that gets recovered pretty soon. You big Star Wars fan? May the fourth be with you. Is that uh, is that something that rings uh, rings a bell for you? Uh, not to the point that I would tweet it out and pin it and, you know, <laughs> like invite people to partake in artwork related to it. No, yeah. um, yeah. you know, I've seen the movies and, and they're, they're decent and, uh, I, I suppose I enjoy it, but, uh, not to that extent. So yeah, maybe May the 4th, uh, will take on a little bit of a different meaning for me moving forward. That, that could be. <laughs> so Evan, Evan, so in essence, you're telling me right now that you prefer if, if you're in the game. You prefer the hack of Twitter or the hack of Shack? <laughs> well, uh, the hack of Twitter, I have no control over at all. I'm kind of at the at the mercy of of big corporate Twitter. Um, hack of Shack, you know, there's a decent chance that uh, he makes a free throw or two there. So I'm, I'm going to take the fifty percent proposition over the the currently zero percent proposition. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's what I'll do. I, I think there's a greater chance of uh, of Shaq making a free throw than there is me having anything to do with my own account here in the in the next uh, 24 hours at least. Yeah, I, I think you just got to get a hold of Elon Musk. So I'm sure he's in. You got his number there. You could uh, you see what he's up to. Uh, what is the Nebraska baseball up to over over the last week since we last talked to you? I know especially they, they... with the storms. I was hoping to go to the game. Yeah. Uh, you talking about this weekend? Well, just in, in 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 total, but I just know I was in town. But Bach is saying in totality, the whole thing. But I'm talking about that weekend the I was in weekend, town. We were yeah. supposed to have yeah last weekend and the the storm, uh, whatever was going on. The the rain was going sideways, and so it was. <laughs> they it was moved up crazy. the game on Friday, I believe, in, into our show. So I don't think Strick was able to go. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, you would have gotten wet on Saturday, I think. I mean, they probably could have figured it out, but it was such a nice day Sunday that they decided to wait. But, you know, it, it was a it was an interesting weekend because they didn't win the series. Obviously, they lost two out of three. But I still think that, and, and they would agree, that they played about as well as they have all year. I mean, one error, uh, the pitching was, was very good, especially on the starting side. Um, they lose the one nothing game. Friday when the wind was blowing in against a really good arm, a guy who's going to get drafted probably this, you know, this summer. And then, you know, they explode in game two on, on Sunday and, and Garrett Anglin hits three home runs and everything's rolling. And then, uh, you know, the third game was just a good college baseball game that goes extra innings and Iowa gets the, the key hits there in the 10th inning to pull it out. But I think the sentiment around the program right now is that if they keep playing the way that they have these last five or six games, you know, you throw in UNO and, and Kansas State into that, that they feel like they can win the requisite number of games down the stretch here to make the Big Ten tournament. And we've talked about it before, but they're, they're, the goal to make the Big Ten tournament is, is usually to finish 500. And right now they're 6-9 and nine in the league, so they have to make up those three games somewhere. This would be a great weekend to do that at Minnesota, which is the last place team in the league and uh, doesn't really do much of anything well. And then they go to Illinois, which is uh, you know slightly above average, and then uh, Michigan State, which is tied with Nebraska right now in a, in, a, in a three-way tie for ninth. So it's all out in front of them, and they just feel like, again, if they continue to swing the bats the way that they have, if the pitching continues to be as reliable as it is, and if the defense uh, continues to be shored up as it has been, that, again, those wins are going to come and that Nebraska will have a chance to uh, make a run at that tournament in Omaha in late May. Now, obviously, to extend their season from there, they're going to have to win the tournament, which might be a lot to ask. Do you see the making, you know, obviously this season you, you won the, the Big Ten last year, so, um, you know, the, the, there's maybe goals that have passed by, and that's still out in front of them, I, I suppose, if they do make the tournament. But do you, can you see that as somewhat salvaging the season? Is at least getting to the Big Ten tournament? Um, I think you probably need to do a little more than just get there. I, mm-hmm. I think if you get there and you go 0-2, that's that's awfully disappointing. If you can get there and make a run and you know give yourself a chance maybe in the semis, then maybe some of that stuff is forgiven a little bit. Um, but like it's not out of the question that Nebraska could make a run. I mean, Ohio State in 2019, the last time this event was held, won the thing as a seven seed and Ohio, um, Iowa's made the final as an eight seed before. So like, it's possible. And, you know, I think if you look at Nebraska's situation, like the, the, it would line up to make sense because their, their pitching was, was injury ravaged early on guys have fallen into, I think more predictable roles. The offense was ice cold and it's kind of gotten to the point where, where multiple guys have said this, like, uh, it just kind of got to the point where, hey, you know, there's there's really nothing left to lose, so let's try to like do the the pass the torch style offense where you just try to get on and let the next guy take over and and, and do what he can do. So it, it feels like they're sort of figuring it out, even though again the the wins haven't necessarily been there, and it just it kind of feels lined up that they could make a run here down the stretch. And um, obviously, baseball's a, a kooky sport, and and you get into these one and two game scenarios. Anything can happen, and, and Nebraska would be playing in front of a pretty partisan crowd there at uh, Charles Schwab Field, too. So, uh, I, again, I think the, at this point it's pretty clear the goal is to make that tournament and see what happens, and, and Nebraska believes that they're playing well enough that uh, they'd have as good a chance as anyone if they were to get to that point. 
Jumping over to football, um, I, it's been it's been quite hectic over the last week or so. Uh, I guess a couple weeks now that Casey Rogers entered the transfer portal. It's kind of felt like the sky was falling on that defensive line. He ends up at Oregon today, he announced. But more importantly for Nebraska, um, O'Shawn Mathis and Devin Drew joining that front for the defensive line. Do you think, you know, obviously there's still an idea out there to grab a few more bodies for from the portal for that defensive line. But as far as the starting front, do you, do you think that this defensive line is, uh, is in a pretty darn good position? now for that uh, all, all the starters coming back in the linebacker the front seven could be pretty darn good yeah I mean it's certainly better than it was a week ago like you said where you've got Mathis who is a is an accomplished veteran pass rusher who technically has two years of eligibility but he he sees this as his last year if things go well and then Devin Drew sort of fills that Damian Daniels Jordan Riley mold as that bigger uh, interior lineman who can gum up the run and, and get after the quarterback a little bit too. Um, yeah, I mean it's 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 at the at the worst it's sort of a band aid or or, or, or one year bridge between this year and next year because you you still have a lot of young guys that Nebraska feels good about whether that's Marquise Black or Ruquan Buckley or Jalen Weaver or, or a couple other guys. Um, that affords them another year of development, which they, you know, quite honestly need. And most guys need when they make that jump from high school to college, just physically, uh, Devin Drew and Oshawn Mathis are going to provide that in addition to whatever contributions they, they end up making on the field. So, um, certainly those were some big additions. It appears that Nebraska is not done. They, they'd probably like another defensive lineman still, and maybe, um, a safety. I mean, the Alabama transfer, Kane Williams, put on Twitter the other day that he's uh, he'll be visiting Nebraska here later this month too. So, uh, you know, it's the transfer portals portals world. We're all just sort of living in it. <laughs> and at this point, uh, certainly it giveth and taketh away. And, uh, you know, at this point, certainly Nebraska has, uh, has benefited from, from getting some guys out and shoring up that position into next year. How do you view the transfer portal, the NIL stuff, as as it has been kind of hectic, especially over the weekend? Jordan Addison um, enters the transfer portal, the, the Blitnikoff Award winner over there from Pitt, but uh, kind of the idea out there that there might be some tampering going on, not just with him. We've seen reports now of other players and, and the frustrations that go from um, the coaches now in this new world. Do you see it? You know, some people are just, man, college football is not going to look the same in five years. It's going to lose a lot of uh, a lot of interest and all of that. Um, I'm, I'm kind of... A, it, 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 I, I'm kind of entertained by this, if nothing else. But uh, obviously, um, maybe some some rules and regulations need need to be set up. But where do you sit on, uh, I guess, the future of college football if uh, if this is allowed to continue to go on? Right. Well, I mean, I think you have to you have to have some uh, additional regulations, in my opinion, to to what we have currently, which is which is less deregulated or less uh, regulated than what you see in professional sports. I mean, if you get drafted in the NFL, you're, you're signing a rookie contract and you're going to be in a, in a place and a destination for X amount of time. And you'll, you'll receive X amount of compensation. And in college football right now, you can transfer whatever you want. What you make is not public. It is variable and change by the moment. And it's just not a sustainable model Long term, I mean, I, I think there is a place for these collectives that have popped up around the country. Nebraska has one. Um, other schools have them, too. But, you know, again, there, there has to be 
if not a, a, a salary cap or some kind of an artificial limit on what people can make, then I think you have to restrict mobility at least a little bit. I think, um, you know, there's some interesting ideas floating around out there, whether that's, um, you know, you, maybe you restrict the transfer portal to say, okay, if you have your degree and your grad transfer, then you can play immediately. And maybe if you're a freshman and things don't work out immediately, you can, you can go, but otherwise uh, maybe it's the old model where you still have to sit out of here. And so, I think just the um, you know the opportunity to, to play right away speeds things up so much that um, I, again I just don't know how tenable that is long term. And if you're a coach, you're not only recruiting you know your your upcoming high school guys, you're not only recruiting the transfer portal 24/7, but you're trying to protect your own roster. And as you've said, there's there's pretty clear evidence that tampering's going on. The guys are going into the portal knowing their next destination in a lot of cases, um, you're going to get a lot of burnout. You're going to get a lot of, uh, I think, broken promises. It's going to be only a matter of time before certain lawsuits pop up. And unfortunately, um, the NCAA had years of, head, of, of leeway to, to, to be the leader on this and to establish something, and it didn't happen. And so it kind of feels like it's going to be a situation where the courts and, and maybe Congress uh, are going to have to be involved, but I don't see, I don't think where we are is where it's going to end up. Uh, but the big question is, is where does it go? And I don't think anybody really knows. Evan, one last question for you, man. I appreciate you uh, joining <clears> us. You, you know, we're, we're cut from the same cloth because I was saying exactly some of the same things you were just saying regarding some of the restrictions that can be put on it. But you know, listen, Ohio State is 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 a strong body of work, you know, in, as far as the way that they can negotiate things. And uh, Gene Smith throws something out. The AD um, uh, suggests a breakaway from the NCAA and uh, in a means by which they can create their own rules, create their own governance, uh, have their own enforcement and in, in, in where they can have their own requirements. And it's basically we're seeing that with all the turnover and the changes with the Big 12 now looking for leadership as well as the NCAA. And right now I said they're like a, a, a bulldog with a chihuahua bite. So hmm. what do you think about, you know, Gene Smith suggesting about breaking away, keeping the rules in place as far as uh, the championship series and keep talking about those things. But how do you feel about that breakaway and in, 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 in these bodies uh, governing themselves, so to speak? I mean, it kind of it feels inevitable, in my opinion, in a lot of ways. I mean, there's just so much money at the top of college sports and, and college football in particular, where when I mean, you think about it, there are 130 Division One college football programs, and it's just not reality to think that the Ohio States and the Alabamas and, and um, you know, the, the Clemsons of the world are operating on the same on the same universe and the same realities as the a MAC team or a conference USA team or whatever. And so I think what what's what's sort of pent up among a lot of the larger schools has been this this frustration that why should they uh, be limited by the same things that are limiting some of these other schools. And and we see it in college football, but we're also seeing it one of the other big major proposals going on is this idea that a lot of these partial scholarship sports could in, in theory or, 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 or is being proposed that they could fund as many scholarships as they want. So if you're, um, you know, a college baseball team, if you're a, if you are a, uh, you know, a wrestling team or whatever, you can fund as many scholarships as you want instead of being limited 
by, uh, you know, a, sort of a, of an even playing field across the board. And so it does. It feels like there's going to be this, this real big gap between the haves and the have-nots. A lot of that's uh, going to be born out of the, the financial um, disparities between the conferences. Certainly the SEC and the Big Ten um, have proven to, to have struck the biggest television deals, and, and that gap's just going to continue to widen. We see that in the NFL draft and how – uh, you know how many players from those two leagues have come out in comparison to every other league, and so I do. I, I think there's this sentiment that continues to grow that says we have the resources. Why should we be limited by what some other schools aren't willing to do? And so, um, you know, for better or for worse, for the college model that continues to change, it does feel like something that's coming sooner than later. It is, it is fascinating to see where all this goes, and until then, we'll just keep talking about it. Uh, thanks for Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald uh, for joining us every Wednesday here. Evan, uh, hopefully you can get your Twitter back. Sounds great, guys. Let's, uh, let's talk about that next week. <laughs> yeah, hopefully by then you'll have your Twitter. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. There he goes. Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. Once again, join us every week at this time. We'll take a quick break. It is time for your chance to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. So give us a call, 402-464-5685. Strick will be uh, uh, warming up in the break. It is time for Shootout with Strick. Uh, And uh, we've got uh, a great topic today. I'm not going to tease it so you guys don't. uh, Actually, I don't have the paper in front of me. Otherwise, I would. But uh, always a chance to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. So that's enough to call in as it is. That's coming up next here on The Block on 93.7 The Ticket. Thank you.